this podcast and not the B word that first comes to mind. <laughs> nope, I'm talking Bible, business, and babies. So get ready to be uplifted, informed, and transformed. As this is your Christian Center podcast, helping women navigate their love of Christ, business, and family. Hosted by none other than your favorite Christian businesswoman, wife, and mother, Shannon Brown. So grab a pen, notebook, and Bible, and get ready to be spiritually motivated. This is my favorite B Words podcast. Welcome. Let the Lord use your Shannon. Today's episode is sponsored by Miss All Get It Girl, Goal and Success Coach. She is a speaker and an author who empowers women to take ideas out of their head and make it tangible with their hands. If you're looking for more information on weight loss, wellness, and wins in life, make sure you connect with Miss All Get It Girl. Read the description in this podcast episode for more information. Before we get started with today's conversation, let us pray. Dear God, I pray that you bless every listener under the sound of my voice. I pray that you open their eyes to see all your wonderful blessings in front of them. I pray that you open their ears to listening for your words. I pray that you open their hearts to be filled with your love. Father God, thank you for giving me a way to know your character, nature, and will. Your word is truth and nothing can compare with it. But I don't ever want to take scripture for granted. So starting today, Father God, help me to prioritize meditation on your word because it's a gift from you that has the power to change my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Romans 8.25 reminds us of this, but if we look forward to something we don't have yet, we must wait patiently and confidently. Welcome back to my favorite B-Words, the podcast, Bible, Business, and Babies. This is episode five, Are We There Yet?, We're going to talk about what to do while we're waiting for God to move in our lives. And the theme of this episode is patience. You know, patience is something that I started praying for not too long ago, probably about a month or so, maybe a month and a half ago. I really started praying for more patience in my life because I recognize that I am an unpatient person. Like when When it comes to waiting, I just don't believe in it. But being a Christian, that's something that we must practice on a daily basis, which is being patient. So I started praying to God to give me more patience. And you know, when you ask God for something, God gives us things in a way that we don't really expect for him to give us. And if we're not open or receptive to what he's trying to show us or teach us in a moment in our lives, We can completely miss the lesson of what God was trying to teach us. So as I began praying for more patience, God began giving me more situations (laughs) that required me to be more patient in. And the best example I can possibly give you is this. So for one, I'm a mom of four. My kids range from the age of two all the way up to 17. And while my husband, he he was traveling and he went to Atlanta for a week. And the first night he was away, which was a Monday night, my kids were here and they were playing hide and go seek. So my two-year-old, my six-year-old and my nine-year-old, they're all playing hide and go seek. And my nine-year-old, she decides to hide in my two-year-old's room behind her door. 
And so when my daughter, who's two, and my son, who's six, when they run into the room, my daughter jumped out from behind the door and scared them. And what that did is for some reason, that triggered something within my two-year-old to not want to be in her room. And so that first night, it was the first time that I had an issue of getting her to go to sleep because this child, she really values her sleep. Like she, I never, ever, ever in two years had an issue with her going to bed. She knew, you know, I say, Hey, it's bedtime. Come on, we're going to bed. She would get her cup, her blanket and be ready to hop in the crib. But for that night, it was different. It was very hard getting her to go to sleep and that night, I I remember waking up three times in the middle of a Monday night. It's Monday night going into Tuesday. I had to wake up three times just to go over there because she was screaming and crying in the middle of the night. And when you, as a parent, you know, those things are going to happen and you kind of think, well, it's going to get better the next day. Well, the next day came and the same thing happened. Crying and screaming in the middle of the night, difficulty with getting her to go to bed. Same thing happened the next night. And before I knew it, a whole week had gone by and I was doing the same thing. She was, it was very difficult to get her to go to sleep. And then when she went to sleep, it was even more difficult in the middle of the night because she wanted me to be by her side. She wanted me to rub her head. She wanted me to just be there until she went to sleep. And if she woke up in the middle of the night and realized I was not there, then she was up screaming and crying, which after week three, I just remember myself like it just evolved after week after week, night, night after night. And it felt like nothing was happening. So I started changing up her routine. I started, we started praying. I would just lay my hand over her head and we would pray. And I would just ask God to remove any sleep and doubt that she had. And as eventually it started to get better, but many nights I found myself laying on the floor right next to her crib, holding her hand, rubbing her hair, standing up over the crib, just there being very patient with her. And when I got the idea for this episode, it was just really the other day as I was laying on her floor, holding her hand, thinking about how patient I had to be with her in this moment how patient. I've been asking God to give me patience. And this was the test that he had gave me. Because in the midst of the crying, in the midst of the comforting, in the midst of barely being able to keep my eyes open, it was the patience that I had to have for her situation, the patience that I had to display as a mother during the day because even she's so tired at night. And so what we found out is that she was experiencing sleep regression. And with um, specifically two-year-old sleep regression, they wake up several times throughout the night and then they're back up again early in the morning, which means that she's not getting enough sleep. So of course, during the day, a two-year-old who is not, who is not well-rested at night is a different child during the day. And so I had to really begin to practice my patience because I was here, I'm home during the day with all my kids and everybody is on their own level. And during those nights when I would be laying in her on the floor with her next to her, 
I realized that this was the test that God was giving me because I felt like he was trying to show me that I'm going to have to be patient, more patient with people. There are going to be people in my life who are going to need me to comfort them in their time of need. There's going to be people that I come across that I'm going to have to be more patient in, patient with when it comes to their needs. And even if I don't agree with the methods, even if I don't agree that I should be laying on the floor, holding my child's hand until she falls asleep, I should probably just let her cry it out. I understand that it was the patience that God was showing me and it's the patience that God was trying to give me to say, if you can deal with this, if if you can deal with your sleep being interrupted, if you can deal with the crying, if you can deal with the adjustments that need to be made, and if you can do it in a loving, caring, kind, and patient way, I'm going to bless you. Because sometimes when we're going through things and we are like, we're waiting or waiting, right? In my case, I was just waiting on my child to go to sleep. When we're waiting on God, things, we can become very impatient people, right? Because like I told you at the beginning, I am super impatient. I don't like waiting when I want something, I want it now. So as we're talking about, are we there yet? What do we do while we're waiting for God to move in our lives? Like, what do we do? So look, once again, Mama Four, we travel. And when we go out and travel, one of the things, right? And I know if you've ever been in a car with a child, or maybe if you remember being a child, being in the car on a on a long trip, all you want to know is, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Mom, dad, are we there yet? How long until we get there? Because um, being in the military, we have had to travel from state, you know, from various locations. And so I remember the move, the the drive from uh, Houston, Texas to Fort Knox, Kentucky. That drive took two days. And at that time I had, I was in the car. We had two, we took two cars. So my husband drove with the dogs and I drove with the kids. And I had the younger kids. I had um, my son and my daughter at the time. They were the younger ones. And that was all they wanted to know. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? How long until we get there? And I find myself going back and thinking about all the times I've questioned that to God. God, when is it coming? Am I there yet? What am I, what else am I supposed to be doing? And when we get impatient, we really start questioning God and his motives. And now we're like, come on, God, don't you, you promised me this, or you said you were going to give me this, or why is this happening? This isn't moving as fast as it should being patient. And it really kind of brings me back to my first business, um, where when I wanted things to take off at a certain time and it just didn't happen. And in within my impatience, I just gave up on the business because Although it was moving, it wasn't moving at the speed that I wanted it to move at. And so when we go back to God's scripture, Hebrews 10.36 reminds us of this. Patient endurance is what you need now so that you will continue to do God's will. Then you you will receive all that he has promised. So being patient. And enduring what you need now, 
so that you will continue to do God's will. Then you receive all that he's promised. So it's like in our wait, right? Being patient and waiting on something. I'm sure right now you can probably think of something that you're waiting on. You're waiting for God to deliver you, whether it be a new job, whether it be a big opportunity in your business, whether it be something in your relationship, something with your kids. Maybe you're waiting on a phone call. Maybe you're waiting on someone to make a move in your life. And in that, I am encouraging you to be patient, to be patient. So while we're waiting on God to move in our lives, what are some things that we can do? Well, the first thing I want you to know is that God hears your cries. God hears your prayers. That's why we must always be in consistent prayer with God. We must always keep that open line of communication with God because he hears everything that we say. So if you ever felt like your prayers are just not being answered, you you feel like God is ignoring you, you feel like, well, I've been praying the same prayer for days, for months, for years, and God has just not answered it. What is happening? I want you to know that God did not give his son, Jesus Christ, he did not give him up for all of us just so that we can not experience the wonderful things in life that God has to give us. Like God hears the things that we that we want. But one thing about God is that God moves on his time, not on our time. And when we are trying to move on our time, the things that we want, the things that, oh my gosh, why is it not happening? We have to understand this about God, God and timing, especially when it comes down to being patient. So Second Peter 3, 9 reminds us of this when it comes down to God's timing in our life. The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be to be destroyed, but wants everyone to repent. Oh, I love that verse so much. I'm going to read it again. The Lord really isn't being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he's being patient for your sake. He doesn't want anyone to be destroyed, but wants everyone to repent. So let's actually break that down. We're talking about timing and God moving in our lives. And this right here, this verse really, 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 I always keep this one close to my heart because it's always like a reminder that timing, what we believe should happen on our time, our time is very different from God's timing. What seems like a day to us is like a thousand years for God. Okay, so what we feel like, come on, it's been it's been 10 days, it's been 20 days, it's been 30. That feels like what's one day to us is like a thousand years to God. The equivalence of timing is very different from what we perceive from what God perceives. But thank God He is that He is being patient for us. Because I can think about all the times and most of my times back in the day, all I ever prayed was was for money, right? Money, safety, health. God, please bless me with this so that I can pay this. God, please help me get better. God, please do this for me. But God is being patient because I can honestly look back right now and say, 
Well, if God would have gave me that million dollars back in my early 20s, I would be absolutely broke right now and probably in more financial debt than I am right now. And it would not have been a probably a good situation for me to have a million dollars in my early 20s because I had no idea how to manage money. And so for his sake, for, for our sake, he is being patient. And in our patience, he doesn't want anyone to be destroyed. I think that's really important to understand is that because we don't know what tomorrow holds, because we don't know what's around the corner, only our God knows what's in our future and what it's around the corner for us. So while he is being patient for our sake, he doesn't want us to be destroyed, but he, he wants to give everybody a chance to repent, everybody a chance to make things right while we're here on this earth. So that means that while we're spending time um, complaining about the things that we don't have, we should be spending that time repenting. We should be spending that time correcting our lives here on earth so that we can receive the best blessing of it all, which is our eternal status, our eternal lifetime with God. Now, while we're waiting on God, it can really feel like an eternity. Gosh, I know that firsthand. <laughs> it, I know that firsthand. It can truly just feel like an eternity when we're waiting on God. So when I had my first daughter at the age of 16, it took me eight years before I had my next child. And it wasn't like I wasn't trying to not have a baby, but I had to be very patient because while I desperately wanted a child within that eight-year span, Thank God for God that he was like holding me back and being patient for my sake because God bought me right back to my husband. And within a year of us rekindling our relationship, we were able to restart our family. And that's when I got pregnant with Halo. And so thank God in that eight year span of patience that I wasn't getting pregnant because I don't know what my family dynamics would have looked like right now. So I thank God for his patience. Now, while we are waiting, right, while we're waiting for God to move in our lives, the next thing I want you to realize is this. Watch with expectancy, but be prepared for unexpected answers. That's deep, right? Watch with unexpectancy, but be prepared for unexpected answers, like God has been very faithful in answering our prayers, right? When you think about the prayers that you pray on a daily basis, on a daily basis, God bless my food so I don't get food poisoned. God, please give me safe travels so I can make it to and from. God, please, right? Those are the things that God is answering our prayers on a daily basis. But here's the thing, and I learned this by laying on the floor of my daughter's crib, is that in the midst of me laying there, I had several nights just to to myself where as long as I was holding my daughter's hand, it was quiet. And in those quiet moments, I was able to find answers to several questions, several problems, several things I was dealing with. It was almost like a my time to meditate while I was waiting for her to go to sleep. While I, As long as I was quiet, she was quiet. And so I had the the ability to be able to just kind of 
look for the answers throughout the day because we're moving so fast as people. We're always doing something. We're always looking for something. We're always trying to do these things. But when we're quiet and we're still, we're able to hear what God is telling us. And it took me weeks to realize the test of my patience through my child that God was giving me. So let's just quickly recap the first two things that I told you before we move on to the next three things that I want to share with you. So for one, while we're waiting on God to move in our lives, I want you to know that I want you to know and believe that God hears your prayers. He hears the things that you're asking for. So I want you to continue to go to him in prayer. Continue to know that God is is hearing you and know that God moves on his time, not our time. God moves on his time. A day for us is like a thousand years for our God. So know that God's timing is different than our timing. The next thing is to watch for watch with expectancy, but be prepared for unexpected answers. Okay, so we gotta know that we we have to be anticipating what we're what we're patiently waiting for, but you have to be able to listen for God's answers. You have to keep your eyes open to what God is trying to show you. Keep your ears open for what God is trying to tell you and keep your heart open to be able to accept new things and be able to accept and love the things that are happening right now in your life. So the third thing I want you to keep in mind is this, is to put your hope in his word. During this time, several nights on the floor, I would just open up my Bible app and read God's words. Sometimes I would just read the scripture to my daughter and while she was just drifting off to sleep, I would kind of analyze the scripture with her. But I put my hope in God's word because I began to understand God's promises for me. I began to understand that the things that I wanted for my life were not necessarily the things that God promised me. I I wanted to be uh, not so much famous, but known and I want to be rich and I want to have a, a you know a bigger house and all these things that I wanted. I, I realized that those were just material things that I had seen, or material things that I felt like represented a certain status. But those weren't necessarily the things that God promised me. And the more I began to put my hope in God's word, and the more I began to understand what God's word was for me while I was waiting for my child to go to sleep. It, it really began to put things in perspective for me, that this was just another moment for me to stop what I was doing and to connect with God. So the fourth thing I want you to do while, while you're waiting for God is to trust in the Lord, right? So Proverbs 3, 5, 6 is trust in the Lord and lean out on your own understanding. Lord, how many times, <laughs> how many times have you thought like, this? I'm going to do things my way. I'm going to do things, This I'm going to do it my way. I can tell you, that's how I grew up. I am so hard at it. If the sign is telling me to go left, I must go right because I got to be different. Like, I, I just, I just got to do something on my own. And I can tell you this, when you're out here in the world doing things on your own, you're trying to make things happen and you're not letting God do things, you're not trusting God, 
like I told you before, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. We don't even know what's going to happen in the next 10 minutes. But when we trust in our Lord and lean not on our own understanding, right? That's why it's so tempting for us to defend our own wisdom rather than the wisdom of our of our God. Because we think that we know better. We like we know what's best for us. God, look here. I know if you bless me with a million dollars, I know that my life is going to be better because I'm going to be able to do this, this, and this, this, and this. But you know what? God may not see that as best for us. So scripture clearly speaks about how to live life abundantly forever with Christ. And to do so, we must trust in God. We must justify the things that we're doing, right? Justify our sins, declare, you know, the things that we're going on in our lives. In our season of waiting, we must reveal, right? Ask God to reveal where we're placing our trust, right? So in our season of waiting, we must really reveal who are we placing our trust in while we're while we're waiting for what it is that we want. Are you trusting man? Are you trusting God? Are you like we got to be able to put your trust in God and just know that he has your best interest in hand. Stop trying to always control the situation. Stop trying to, but, oh, God, I'm going to do it this way, my way. Let it be God's way. And I promise you, his way is a 100 times better than any way that you could ever predict for yourself. And the last few things I want to really share with you is this. See, while you're waiting, is see that time in your waiting as an opportunity to experience God's goodness. Okay, so when we're focused on our problems, we are not focused on what God has given us, has already given us. Like, I was so focused on why my child was not going to sleep. I just did not understand. I was searching everything. I was trying everything. I was trying all these new ways. But then I had to remember and kind of bring myself back down. Like, this is a part of parenthood. This is an opportunity right here for me to kind of sit down, take a moment out of my busy day and just kind of lay with my child and and, and tend to her and be with her. And while she's sleeping, because I could pull out my phone and I could read the Bible app, this is another opportunity for me to be with God. And like I said, when we're so focused on our problems, we are open to complaining. We are open to discontentment. We're open to bitterness, selfishness, jealousness, jealousy. Um, that we're open ourselves to so much when we focus in on our problems. Then we begin to gain anxiety. We begin to doubt ourselves. But when we are, when we see an opportunity to experience God's goodness in our moment of waiting, right while we're being patient, you'll begin to understand why God has you waiting in the first place. You'll begin to see that, oh, I see God's waiting on me to get myself ready. God's waiting on me to do this in my life so that he can give me this. And so don't, while while you're waiting, look at it as a positive opportunity to really know God. Get to know God while you're waiting. 
that is that was like one of the best experiences for me was just being able to have another opportunity, another moment to praise God, another moment to open up my Bible and to read the word of God, just to close out my day with the word of God, all while I am being patient, all while I'm being loving, all while I'm being caring, all while I'm displaying all these characteristics um, of, of a mother. And so when while we're waiting for God's promise, right? While we're waiting on God to deliver, continuously pray, okay? Continue steadfast in prayer, being watchful and thankful with your situation, okay? So as we continue to pray, as we continue to talk to God, as we continue to keep that line of communication open with our God while we're waiting, Like, I think that's honestly one of the things that really got me through the sleep regression, got me through the middle of the night, because when you wake up from your sleep and you go over to a baby who is crying and screaming, and it kind of feels like nothing you're doing is working. The only thing you can do is pray in that moment. And I just brought the prayer. I was praying about things that didn't even have to do with the baby. I started praying for people. I started praying for situations. I would just rub her back. Even if I had to pick her up or hold her hand, I would just start praying. Because I knew in that moment, if I prayed, the Holy Spirit would fill the room. The Holy Spirit would be right there and it would ease her back to sleep. So my last thing I want to share with you is this. While you're in your waiting, remember this. Remember the blessings are yet to come. Remember that the blessings have are yet to come. As long as we put our hope, as long as we put our faith, as long as we put our trust in our Lord, our Savior, our Father, our God, know that the blessings are yet to come. The things that you think are that you think will bless you, what God has for you is a hundred times better for you is better than what you could ever imagine for your life. God moves in ways that we can never move for ourselves. God does things for us that we could never do for ourselves. God puts us in situations, sends us people, opens up opportunities. Like, have you ever been blown away by opportunity? And you're like, wow, I cannot believe I had the opportunity to do that. I cannot believe that this person came in and blessed my life. I cannot believe that this is happening. Uh, A few weeks ago, one of my clients that I'm working with, she called me up on a Saturday and she said, Shannon, she said, God was talking to me last night and he told me to bless you with $250. And what was, when I heard her say that, It took me back to my prayer from that morning when I was praying for, I was like, God, you know my situation right now. I don't know how I'm going to make it. I don't know what's going to come through, but Lord, you've never left me and I know you're not going to leave me now. And about an hour later, I received that blessing. So when I say the blessings are yet to come, The things, God hears our prayers. God wants us to trust in him. 
God wants us to seek opportunities to experience his goodness. God wants us to continuously keep that line of communication open with him. God wants us to be thankful. God wants us to be um, understanding. God wants us to trust in him and put our hope in his word. God wants us to be patient while we are waiting for him. You see, waiting for the right moment in our lives and being able to recognize when that moment comes. Some of us are being so impatient with our lives that when the moment comes, we've missed it because we weren't able to recognize in that moment that that was a God-given moment for us. Patience and timing go hand in hand and you need both in order to receive God's blessings for us. So let us not grow weary in doing what is right, for we will reap at harvest time if we do not give up. I love that so much. If we do not give up. So my encouragement for you before we head over to our closing prayer is that while in your season of waiting to not give up, do not give up because you feel like things are not moving at your time and at your speed. Do not give up because you feel like God is not listening to your prayers. Do not give up because you see other people hitting their goals and achieving the things in life that it is that you want to do. Do not give up because you see other people winning and you feel like you have not accomplished what it is that you need to accomplish yet. Do not give up because in your waiting period, you're experiencing trials and tribulations and hard times and hardships. Do not give up because in your season of waiting, the enemy is going to try to attack you at every level that he possibly can. Do not give up because the time has not come yet. Do not give up in your wait for God. Be patient and know that he has your best interests at heart. Know that he's moving for you in his timing, which will be right on time in our life. So let's close this out in prayer. So before we close out this episode, I have three questions that I want you to think about that are like self-reflection questions based on waiting for God to move in your life. Um, the first question I have for you, and you can write this down, you can think about it, you can answer it out loud, it's really up to you, but I just want you to think about and reflect on these three things. One, what are you patiently waiting on God to move in your life? What are you waiting for? What do you want God to do big in your life? The second question that I have for you is, what's your attitude while waiting on God to move for you. Uh, How are you going on about your day? What is your mindset while you're in your season of waiting? Are you uh, being bitter? Are you being selfish? Are you complaining? Are you, you know, living in doubt? Or are, are you carrying an attitude that is of a godly attitude while you're in your waiting? And then finally, what do you need God's word to reveal to you while you wait. 
So while you're waiting, what is it that you want God's words to tell you? What is it that you need to hear from God himself to help you during your wait? So I hope that you reflect on those three questions. And as you're in your waiting season, know that it's just a season. And if Galatians 6, 9 says this, Dear God, sometimes I think that my own ways are right, but you weigh my heart and know my intentions. Instead of my flesh, Lord God, being my internal God, let your spirit, God, instruct me on a way that I should go. I pray, Lord God, that I fix my eyes on not what is seen, but what is unseen, because what is unseen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Lord, I pray that I do not operate under the temporary, but let my lifestyle come from an understanding from what is eternal. I pray that I become sensitive to hearing your instruction so that I know what to do. Lord, help me to live righteously with you and set apart from the world. Teach me patience, Lord God. I pray that my focus never shifts from you because you are eternal. You do not fade away or change. Let my desires become aligned with your purpose so that I'm not conflicted with my lifestyle. I pray that I hold on to what is good and reject every kind of evil. Help me to understand the things that are right in your eyes. I pray that I do not become content with the understanding at a surface level. Instead, I pray for an outpouring of patience, divine understanding, and revelation in life. Make all things as the heavens are higher than earth so that your ways are higher than my ways and your thoughts than my thoughts. I pray for understanding so that I may walk in your ways rather than to walk in my own ways and think in your thoughts rather than my own thoughts. My way of thinking, Lord God, is limited and my ways are irresponsible. But your ways, Lord God, give me understanding, Lord God, so I can be more like you. Father God, I know that you shall succeed in your ways and your plans for my life. In Jesus' name, pray. Amen. If you enjoyed today's episode, if you could just pause for a moment and leave a review on whatever streaming platform that you're listening to this on so that our podcast can continue to grow so that we can continue to share the word of God. Um, your review and helping us, uh, you know, so when somebody else comes and finds our podcast and they read your words and they read your review, if it would help touch them and help change their mind, uh, that you have already done uh, so much for me. You have already, oh my goodness, that's like one of the greatest compliments you can ever receive is a review. So if this episode meant something to you, let me know. And just write it down in the review for the episode. Are you a female small business owner looking to advertise your business with us here on My Favorite B Words podcast? Please look at the description in the show notes to find out how you can apply to get your business here on our podcast. Can I pray for you today? I really hope so, because in also in the show notes, you can find a prayer request form so that you can fill out in a confidential matter and allow me to pray for you, your family, your business, or somebody else.
Okay, now I know all the women of God enjoyed the wisdom shared on today. Right, ladies? Amen. Well, glory be to God. Because this is exactly what you can expect every Sunday here at My Favorite B-Words Podcast. Where the focus is Bibles, business, and babies, all while learning how to navigate your love of Christ, business, and family. Your beautiful host, Shannon's prayer, is that you continue on your path to gaining more wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Knowing that as you grow, your faith grows, along with the blessings from the Lord as he honors faithfulness. So be a blessing to a fellow Christian boss lady and let her know she needs to be in the fellowship right along with you on Sunday. Oh, lastly, always remember, ladies, that iron sharpens iron and the best is yet to come. You know it, girl. All right, ladies, be blessed. Talk to y'all next Sunday. Business and babies, Bibles, business and babies.